Hello, Stevens Point. Welcome to the first episode of Retrospective Rooney, a Live and Maddie podcast hosted by yours truly, Amanda Shake. I thought I'd take the first episode to introduce you guys to myself and my story with Live and Maddie, why I love it so much, and why even this long after it's ended, why I want to channel my love for it into a podcast. So if we're going to start with my story, again, my name is Amanda Shake. It is nice to meet you all. My story with Liv and Maddie begins really a long time before the show itself actually began, uh, because my love for Liv and Maddie is definitely rooted in my love for Disney Channel, because I always had a love for Disney Channel growing up, as many kids my age, of course, did. But mine was especially strong. Disney has been a passion of mine for more than half my life since really I was nine years old, and Disney Channel was always a big part of that. So, you know, the the big things of the mid-2000s, like Hannah Montana High School Musical, Sweet Life, Wizards, and I was a very, very big Hannah Montana fan, and I know that sounds like something that anyone my age is not unlikely to say, but I need to stress how big of a Hannah Montana fan I was. And what's interesting about it is that I wasn't, I was a big fan during the big hype of everything, like 2006 and seven when the concert tours were going on and stuff like that. It was my favorite show. Like I was a big fan, but I got like really obsessed with it after the movie came out. So I saw the movie because again, I was a fan of the show. And for like a week or so afterwards, I just still felt like I was in a Hannah Montana mood. And it's been 11 years and that mood never really went away. It's hard for me to pinpoint why my love for it grew as much as it did after the movie. Like the simple answer is because I really liked the movie and it made me just like the franchise as a whole more. But sometimes I wonder if there's more to it than that. And and I think there is. And and as far as that, that, that will play in when we talk about how my love for Liv and Maddie started as well. Is that what's what's with the timing there? How why was that important and why I fell in love with it when it did. And that was very much um, involved with my love for Hannah Montana because the movie came out when I was in sixth grade and just finishing sixth grade. And I was having some struggles in school dealing with anxiety and OCD and just kind of working myself to the bone when I really didn't need to. It wasn't so much because the workload was so heavy. It was more because of me putting that pressure on myself. And literally the week that the movie came out, I had been having some, really, that's when everything started. I don't know what the trigger is. I'm not going to go too much into detail about what's unrelated. But yeah, I started to have some serious stress problems then. And getting to see the movie was a really good relaxation for me. And from then on, as I continued to deal with stress through school and everything, being able to watch an episode of Hannah Montana at the end of the night or even just listen to a song made me so happy. And I had a lot of things that I loved at the time, but never anything like this that I loved this passionately. So it just brought me so much joy in a time when I really needed it. And another thing that I struggled with in middle school and later on, but talking about middle school right now, is dealing with bullying uh, because I was so passionate about Disney and Disney Channel. And once sixth grade hits, you know, people start to, a lot of people start to grow out of that. And you seem weird if you're still into that. And I got by okay for the first couple years, but things started to get worse in eighth grade. And I, it, it came to the point where I kind of lost interest in Disney Channel because I was told that I shouldn't be watching these shows like don't watch this show or 
you're because I know you're going to like it. You're going to be embarrassing to me because of it, that sort of thing. So I know I didn't completely give up on it by any means. I thought about giving up on Hannah Montana entirely. That's again a whole nother story. But uh, even though I came back around to that, it just became hard for me to keep up with the channel. I just didn't have the emotional energy after going through some some really really bad stuff involving bullying and all that. And I'm sorry. Every every now and then, I, I again I have cats named Liv and Maddie, and they're they just turned a year old. So they're still kittens and they're kind of rambunctious. So maybe you'll hear them in the background sometimes and I, I may need to tell them to not jump up on something every once in a while. So that that distracted me there for a second. But anyway, it's related, right? Because their names are Liv and Maddie. So anyway, I, yeah, I, I was honestly told by some of my bullies specifically, don't watch this show. I know you're going to like it and I don't want you to turn into more of an embarrassment than you already are. And even once I cut these people out of my life, I still just couldn't bring myself to. Uh, I was still kind of working on rebuilding myself. And not even just because I felt embarrassed about it. I just was going through like a really depressing stage in my life. So I just didn't really have the emotional energy. It just wasn't there. So this is like 2011 when things really hit. And so Time went on and, and I started to get better and, and get back to myself. And uh, the first show that I tried to get back into, as in like a new show, was Dog with a Blog. Uh, and contrary to popular opinion, I freaking love that show. I have since finished it and I started keeping up with it actively around season two. Uh, and some it's funny when I bring up Dog with a Blog and say that that show didn't work on getting me back into the channel, but it's only because of the timing, not because I think the show is stupid as a lot of people do. I actually love the show. But yeah, I tried to start watching it. But the main reason I couldn't keep up with it actively was because of involving my OCD with school is that I spent so many hours on schoolwork that I wouldn't even give myself a 20 minute break. And again, obviously, like during finals and stuff, you really can't afford that time. I'm not trying to say like, I don't care about school. But it was stress that I was putting on myself, like I would take an entire night to write a one page paper, like that sort of thing. So anyway, so it, it just wasn't working even when I even when I tried. But I I finished like the shows like Wizards of Waverly Place and stuff like that, that I had already been keeping up with, uh, w with a couple exceptions. But yeah, I was still watching some stuff. So I was aware of what was going on on the channel and the new stuff coming out of it and that sort of thing. So anyway, as I'm keeping up with the channel, fast forward to like early 2013, I hear about this new movie called Teen Beach Movie and it seems kind of neat. And my best friend Jessica and I were watching The Wizards Return Alex vs. Alex, which is the uh, reunion special sort of of Wizards Away really Place about a year after the finale of the series. and. It's funny because we filmed ourselves, so I'm able to, I've gone back and rewatched this video. Um, we filmed ourselves because we didn't know, because social media was so different back then, this is seven years ago, we didn't know if David Henry was going to be in the special or not, so we wanted to have a reaction on film if he showed up, or if he didn't. Spoiler alert, he didn't. Um, so, like I said, I uh, had to pause there to tell my cats to stop. Stop messing with stuff. So anyway, so we filmed ourselves to see our reactions and the Teen Beach movie trailer premiered that night. So uh, I have video record of our first reactions to it. And I 
didn't really have it in me to tell her, hey, I want to watch this movie because, again, I was still kind of getting back into that groove, but I kind of hoped that she would have interest in it, especially because we knew the day it was premiering was a day that we were going to be hanging out. Um, so eventually she said, hey, this this actually looks kind of good. And immediately I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I was like, you could tell I was waiting for her to say that. So we planned on we planned on watching it. And you fast forward a couple months and Teen Beach movie premieres. And as I'm looking in the guide, the TV guide, you guys may be thinking, like, why is she talking about all these other shows? But I promise you, right now, we are actually getting to the subject of the matter. <laughs> so I'm looking through the guide just to check when it's on and stuff. And I see there's this new show that's going to premiere called Live and Maddie. And again, I was keeping up with the channel and I'd have it on for background noise, depending what shows were on, as long as they were shows that I liked and watched. Um, but not as often as I did in the years to come. And certainly, again... Uh, cat interruption. So yeah, I wasn't really keeping up with the channel. And again, it's interesting looking back on this time because social media was so different that we really only knew so much about what was going on with new shows and people in them and episode by episode and that sort of thing. So the the fact is I had not heard about Liv and Maddie. I had not seen any commercials for it, even though I'm, I'm sure they were airing commercials for probably about a month, if not more, beforehand. But yeah, I really didn't know anything about it. I just saw the name of the show and that it was premiering after Teen Beach Movie. So my friend Jessica was coming over that Friday night to watch the premiere of Teen Beach Movie. And I said, hey, there's this new show premiering afterwards. And I kind of was thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe this can be my way to start getting back into the channel. Just try a, try a new show. Especially because I'm not really good at binge watching. I've gotten better at it in recent years, but I just don't have a great attention span to do that. So that's why like even in 2012, I was like, okay, I feel better now. Can I like start watching Austin and Allie or Jesse? But then I'm like, I have like 50 episodes to watch them. And, and by the time I'm done with them, I'll be, I'll still be 50 episodes behind because the episodes keep airing. So like I can binge watch some, a show that's ended a little more easily because then I'm not still falling behind, you know? So I thought, okay, this is a show that's starting. I can start from the beginning. That would probably be a good idea. So I asked her if she wanted to watch it because we were watching the movie and I said, we can just watch for another half hour. And she said, sure. So, uh, comes the day, July 19th, 2013. And we loved Teen Beach Movie. And during the movie, we saw the ads for Liv and Maddie. And then we saw the show. And as far as my first thoughts on it. I will say that I, I didn't get like completely obsessed with it right away, but that's no fault on the show itself. I, I feel bad saying that because a lot of people say like, I watched this for the first time and it was love for sight and whatever. And like, I really liked it. But in most cases for me, when I really passionately love something, I it has to grow for me. Like it's pretty rare that immediately I get like completely obsessed with something. Uh, a comparison example I will give is Jersey Boys because I'm sure anyone who knows me personally knows that I am obsessed with the musical Jersey Boys and Liv and Maddie and Jersey Boys are like my two defining like favorite things. Uh, so when I saw Jersey Boys for the second time, I fell in love with it the second time, not the first. I thought it was just okay the first time. I like totally loved it when I came out and I like say that that's when I really fell in love with it. But then I look at myself two years later and then two years even after that and my love grew so much. So like, again, Loved it to the start, kind of like Hannah Montana. 
But like, there's a point where like, I get obsessed. Obsessed was the word that my family and I always use. Like an obsession is like with a capital O. So there's a differentiation there. So anyway, I, I did really like it. I remember Jessica saying she almost found the brothers funnier than the sisters. And I remember thinking they were really funny. I remember one of my friends texting me that she was watching it. And she was like, oh, look, another Disney Channel show with twins. And I remember during the cold open wondering, are they played by the same actress? I, I can't tell. And then if any of you remember this, you get a gold star. If you watched the premiere, it had a abbreviated version of the theme song which I think is still in that episode on Netflix, if I'm remembering correctly. I've watched, I watched it on there pretty recently, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but when it would re-air on the channel, it would not have this. It's just a couple seconds long, just the twins in the Ridgewood High setting and just better in stereo. That's literally it. Uh, I was like, wow, that was fast. I remember actually saying that, watching the episode. And then the cast names rolled once it, once that theme song quote unquote was over and so it just said starring Dove Cameron and then there were like no female names after that so I'm like okay so I'm guessing it's just that one girl that plays the twins I'm like okay and yeah I was I was interested and I thought I should try to keep up with it and I will say especially when it comes to a tv show I even shows that I love now, I often thought were just okay at first. It's really hard for me to get a feel for a TV show until I've seen maybe four or five episodes. It's pretty rare that I am saying absolutely love it, cannot wait for more episodes from the first episode. Some exceptions to that, as long as we're talking about Disney Channel, Casey Undercover, I was so pumped for that show just because I loved Zendaya and it just sounded awesome. And Annie Mac, <laughs> I got to see the pilot for Annie Mac at my film school. And I mean, if you've seen the first episode of Annie Mac, you know why it hooks you from the start. And I was like, I can't wait. And I had to wait six months for it to premiere. So I had to wait a while. Anyway, I, so this was more of a time of like, I like it, but like, we'll see how much I like it. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the next episode. But I was excited to give something a try. That's the key point we're getting at here. Keep that in mind. So I remember watching something, I think it was maybe the premiere of Wander Over Yonder, which was another show I loved, about a month later with Jessica. That became her favorite show. And there were commercials like, officially premiering next month, Liv and Maddie. And I remember telling her, because I wanted her to know, I said, I'm really excited to try and keep up with this. She's like, okay. She wasn't super into the show, but she was happy for me, I guess. So I remember watching the premiere, T. Rooney, the official premiere in September. And I remember really liking it. I remember thinking Willow was hilarious. I remember the first post I ever made on social media about the show was just saying Willow doesn't go down just because that made me laugh a lot. And unfortunately, after that, I fell behind. So again, the OCD got the better of me. And as much as I wanted to catch up, I just felt guilty doing it. I felt like I couldn't take that time away. But then I started to tell myself, you know what, like, I actually really like this show and I think I need to make a better effort at keeping up with it. I think it's worth it. So I had two catch-up nights. One of them was at the beginning of November. Pretty sure it was a Friday night. And then the second one was a couple days after Christmas during winter break, I believe. And then I never fell behind again for the next three and a half seasons of the show. The first episode premiere I watched live, not counting the pilot and the first, you know, real premiere episode was Switcheroonie, January 17th, 2014. And from then on, I just, I kept up with it. So I'm really proud of myself that I was able to do that. So season one went on and again, I watched every episode premiere and I just found myself 
loving it more and more as season one went on. And one thing I often like to point out about it is that when I keep up with a TV show and it ends up being a favorite or one that I really, really love, there's usually that one episode that early on that just grabs you. And when you watch it, you're like, whoa, okay, this show does not mess around. I feel really strongly about this show. And let's see, for Girl Meets World, which is another one of my all-time favorites, I believe that was Girl Meets the Truth that really hooked me in. Shake It Up, another one of my favorites. Uh, I believe it was the episode where Cece admitted to having dyslexia. Those are both just really powerful episodes. And, and I, I know I've had them for other shows as well, where it's, again, usually four or five episodes in, and it really kind of really establishes where the show is. Because sometimes the pilot only goes so deep, and, and this later episode goes deeper into characters and maybe is more serious. And again, in those episodes' cases, that was true. So often why I say that Liv and Maddie is a huge, huge favorite of mine is because they had multiple episodes that reeled me in like that. The first one was Sweet 16 Rooney. And I'll get into like why I love the show itself beyond just kind of the context in my life a little a little later on. But I will mention that now because it's it's relevant, is that the thing that really I got really, really into was just the relationship with the sisters. And for a while, I didn't really know why I was so intrigued by that because I'm an only child. So I, who knows? But uh, Sweet 16 Rooney, if you've seen it, I'm assuming the majority of the people, maybe not everyone, but the majority of the people listening to this probably are familiar with the show and probably have watched all of it, or at least some of it. But just, just to give a quick recap, Sweet 16 Rooney is when Liv and Maddie find out that they were actually born on different days, and Maddie is really upset. Uh, but actually, leading up to that, they were talking about what they were going to do for their 16th birthday, and they have completely different ideas, and Liv is kind of negating Maddie's ideas because she has no interest in them. And Maddie's really hurt by this, and that's on top of the fact that she finds out that she's been celebrating her birthday on the wrong day for her whole life up to this point makes her really upset and she doesn't want to party and Liv decides because she feels bad for her not knowing her real birthday this whole time she decides to throw her a surprise party so just the the sweetness of that just the effort that Liv is willing to put into this party just warmed my heart and the line that really got me and to this day is one of my favorite lines from the show is when Something that Maddie deals with in this episode is wanting to change her jersey number because she finds out she was born on the 6th, not the 5th. And the reason that she's a number 5 on her jersey is because she was born on the 5th. And so she's like, okay, get rid of all the 5s. I'm a 6 now. And Pete says that she, uh, they made him, yeah, they made her a number, number 6 jersey because they figured she wanted to change her number. And she says, actually, I've decided to stick with the number 5. That's the day my best friend was born. And that, that just warms my heart. Anytime they refer to each other as best friends, I just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And of course, it comes back to the slogan of the show, Sisters by Chance, Friends by Choice. And I just love that. So I think that was the last episode I watched uh, during my catch-up session in late December of 2013. And that was just such a good note to end on. And again, the season kept getting better and better. And one thing that really hooked me in was the Space Werewolves arc, because only so many Disney Channel shows at the time had an arc that carried from one episode to the next. And I just thought that was really interesting how we got to see the progress of her working on her audition and hopefully 
getting the role and I just found that really interesting. And yeah, just the months went by and I just found myself loving it more and more and more. And it was around May or June 2014 that I asked myself, I remember walking around my room and asking myself like, am I getting obsessed with Liv and Maddie? And again, obsessed is like a TM <laughs> trademark word in my family. So I'm like, do I, does Liv and Maddie go on the obsession list? I'm like, hmm, I don't know. And most of my, quote, again, quote unquote obsessions, capital O, have like a day where I fell in love with it. Like for Hannah Montana, it was the day I saw the movie, which was the day it came out, April 10th, 2009. Uh, Jersey Boys, it was the day I saw the show for the second time, etc. So I was like, I want to have a day for this. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to decide after I watch the season finale which was in July of 2014. And I said, if it, if it holds up, if it gives me everything I want, then I, I will consider it an obsession. And I remember continuing to watch the shows, like the, the new episodes, and I remember watching BFF Rooney, which ironically premiered after I saw Jersey Boys, the time that I fell in love with it. And I remember like partway through it thinking like, am I sure am I, I'm getting obsessed with this? Like, am I just, am I prematurely assuming that is is that not a good idea I'm not sure but then the episode ended and I'm like no that was still really good it really didn't have to do with the show it's just I wasn't really ready myself to have a new obsession and Maddie needs to get off of the desk thank you thank you anyway so they want to be a part of this because they, they think it's named after them so what are we going to do so yeah, I just, Hannah Montana again came into my life in 2009 and that was like my defining thing for so long and I hadn't had anything even close to that for the years to come. Like in 2013, I got really into Darkwing Duck and How to Train Your Dragon, but that was still nowhere near my love for Hannah Montana. So I was like, am I ready for this? It was like, maybe not everyone sees that as like a, a big stage in your life, but for me it was. I was like can I admit my love to this show? I'm not sure. And so I was questioning that while watching BFF Rooney, but then I'm like, mm, no, that was still a good episode. And then Song Rooney. So you know how I said that some shows, most shows have an episode where it's like, okay, wow, that really established it as a show. Now I know how much I love it. And I do love it a lot. For Liv and Maddie, there were two episodes like that, which is why I love it a lot, a lot, a lot. So again, first it was Sweet 16, and then it was Song Rooney, which was the next episode after BFF. And if you've seen the episode, you can probably guess why, because it's a really sweet episode between the twins. But that's not all the episode has going for it. It's also just a really funny episode. It's the episode from which the iconic song Froyo Yolo comes from. It's, it, yeah, it just has everything going for it. I think that, that really signifies a great episode of a show where all of its assets are really strong. Like, you can have a, a good episode that's, like, not super funny, but it wasn't trying to be, but it's, like, really sweet. Um, which again isn't like a bad episode, but you may like an episode more that's like really funny and really sweet at the same time, which there are a handful of episodes of Livin' Maddie like that. And Song Rooney really is the best when it comes to that. And to this day, it is my still all-time favorite episode. And maybe it's a bit because of sentimental value. And I really think the show improved greatly from season one. I think season one is still still great, but like you look at seasons two and three and it's improved so much. But Song Rooney still just holds up. And it's, yeah, it's just super, super heartwarming. It's got a song that lyrics by Maddie, music by Liv, that Liv, Liv took Maddie's poem and turned it into a song. And it was about their friendship. And it's just so, so sweet. And I remember coming out of it being like, okay, first of all, I have a new favorite episode. Second of all, I am continuing to fall in love with the show more and more and more. So by this point, 
if I have my timeline correct, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I'm pretty sure I already know that I'm obsessed with it, but I'm just going to give it till the season finale just for the sake of having a day to attach to this. I, I was like, okay, I know the season finale is going to be good, but I'm just going to wait till that day because I said I would and because it'll give me a date for the future to refer back to, which was, I believe, see, of course, now I forget it because I forget it now because it didn't end up being as important as I thought it was going to be because I was already really obsessed with it by that point. But if I'm remembering correctly, it was July 27th, 2014. So the episode could have been just like good and fine. And I would have been like, yeah, I'm still obsessed with the show. But it was so much more than that. Because Maddie tore her ACL and the Junior Olympics were no longer happening. And she was going to be have to be out of the basketball team for quite a long time. And it's funny because I remember the days leading up to that episode thinking like, you you guys, you guys that are deep into fandoms know like the angst, when you want angst and hurt and comfort, like that's like a fan fiction tag. I actually don't really read that much fan fiction, but like, I know that's a thing. Uh, and I was like, haha, what if one of the twins gets hurt? Which sounds like such an awful thing, but it's because I wanted the other twin to comfort them. I'm like, what would that be like, huh? And then that's exactly what happened. And I was like, wait, I take it back. I take it back. Don't hurt Maddie. <laughs> um, and I just thought that was such a neat way to end a season for Disney Channel because the thing is it didn't end on a total cliffhanger. They did that in season two and we'll talk about that later but it still ended giving us an idea of what to expect in season two but not necessarily in a good way. Like we knew that Maddie was going to have a struggle that she was going to have to bounce back from and admittedly in season two it took longer than I thought. <laughs> like every time they released new stills from season two episodes I was looking I'm like does she have a knee brace off yet? Does she? And then Helgoina Rooney tricked me that she got it off. And that was not, that was not fun. But it took like maybe about half of season two for her to get back on the team. So a lot of TV shows have no problem with saying like, we're going to have this character have a problem in this episode and then it's going to be poof gone the next episode. But they really took this seriously. And I mean, it's a real thing that happens to athletes. So it, it makes sense that they did. But it didn't end sadly. It, it ended on a it, empowering note that it's gonna be a while until she gets better but she will eventually and she had to still have that conversation with herself more times in season two which again I think was a realistic and smart way to do it but of course also by, by now Liv had already gotten the part of Tristan Lycanth and she was wrapping up and actually filming and stuff and yeah I just I came out of that episode like again I knew I pretty much knew I was gonna be certain but I I was completely certain at this point that this was my new favorite thing and I was going to continue to love it more and more and more. So yeah, from then on, I could not wait for season two, especially because I remembered counting down to season four of Hannah Montana and how much fun that was. So just counting the days, seeing all the new info that came out, like I get a big rush from counting down to something and I like when I would go to Disneyland before I lived in California, I would have a three month countdown to my trips from the ages of nine to 18 when I moved here. And I would just pack it with Disney movies, like themed Disney movie weekends and just anything that I could do to lead up to it. And yeah, I guess since I started that from such a young age, that's just one of my favorite things is looking forward to something. Sometimes I have more fun looking forward to something than I do when the actual thing comes. So I just remembered being so pumped for being for season four of Hannah Montana. And I wanted to have that feeling back so badly. 
because the hard part with Hannah Montana is that when it ended, that was right when like my bullying and all of that kind of came to its worst. So everything was just not happening at the right time. And I just so badly wanted something that captured my passion again like that. And I still passionately loved Hannah Montana, but I wanted something more active. I wanted a new show to keep up with, to get excited for the new episodes and that sort of thing. So getting excited for season two was super fun. And once again, the season premiere completely delivered and it was super twin fluffy. Twin fluff is a phrase I use a lot. So I'll probably be using that again in the future. And yeah, I just fell in more and more and more love and it just kept growing and growing and growing. But there's definitely an important point where a turning point in my my love for Liv and Maddie where it grew substantially more, which was in 2015. So in 2013, let me rewind a little bit before I fast forward. In 2013, uh, August, August 9th through the 11th, so this was only one episode of the show had aired, I was at the D23 Expo for the first time. And there was a meet and greet with the cast of Liv and Maddie. But because I was there for the first time, I really didn't know what I was doing. And I'd really never been to anything even remotely like that before. So I just didn't really know how it worked to get into lines, get into meet and greets and stuff like that. So long story short, I didn't get into all of the stuff that I wanted to, far from it. I got into a couple things, but it was mostly because of like error. Like I got a wristband for something that I think I was supposed to get a wristband for something else. And then like one time a lady gave me her wristband. So it's, it was all very, very confusing. So I, but there was a meet and greet with the cast of Liv and Maddie and I was interested in getting into it because even though I'd only seen one episode, I'm like, sure, I'll meet them. But it wasn't, I, I didn't realize that it was not as easy as I thought. Like you had to be in line like three hours in advance to actually get in. But I was in line for something else at this, at the Disney Channel Pavilion when the Liv and Maddie cast came out. So I actually got to see them. And I had my mom, like I was behind the stage, which was where my line was. And I had my mom go to the front of the stage to take pictures of the cast and stuff. And... I remember it was really silent before they brought them out because they like we only the people behind the stage could see them and I waved at the cast and Joey waved back and I know he was waving at me because I was the only one waving so I held on to that and I remember at one point um seeing just seeing people come in and I saw this blonde girl with a blue dress on and I'm like oh that's the girl that plays the twins and like I laugh so much at that now because of how much my life has changed uh so that was the first time I ever saw Dove in person and yeah, again, the, they had the meet and greet on stage. And I remember them playing the full version of Better in Stereo, which, like I said, we had not heard yet. And I got to hear it for the first time. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I remember telling Jessica that when I got home and I was like, we got to hear the full theme song. She's like, how is it? I'm like, oh, it's it's so good. I was going to say it's a bop, but the word bop wasn't really a thing at the time. So I wouldn't have said that. I would say it now. Um, and I remember looking back on that. It's like, I really loved it even then. Like, I, I only think the reason it took so long for me to fully fall in love with it was just because I wasn't ready. I always thought Hannah Montana would be my only love like that, but there was another one on its way, whether I was ready for it or not. So after that, I kept thinking, like, I really want to meet the cast. I especially really want to meet Dove because I was getting so, so into Dove and becoming such a big fan of hers because of the show. And then she started doing other stuff and I became a fan of that. And yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot there. So I, and it was killing me that I had seen the cast in person before I was passionately in love with the show and I didn't get to meet them so I kept thinking like I really want to meet them I really want to meet Dove but I pr I'm guessing I'll have a chance at the next D23 Expo and those happen every two years for anyone who doesn't know I should clarify that it's like basically Disney Comic Con so it's 
meet and greets, panels, announcements and stuff, but solely Disney and like the things that they own. So lots of Disney Channel cast meet and greets. So again, it's only every two years. So it was August 2014 that I bought my tickets for the next year because the tickets usually go on sale a year in advance. And the like specific details of who's coming and stuff, that that isn't announced until like a week beforehand. Sometimes like they'll say like these people are coming to sign albums, but like the full schedule does not come out until the very last minute. But like I could pick up on context clues and assume like, okay, the show is on right now. They'll probably have a meet and greet. So, and it's lucky though that happened because I'm thinking about like 2017 um, and like Andy Mack was on then, but there was no Andy Mack meet and greet. And it was like the, one of the most popular shows at that time. So 2015, they really did have a, sh a meet and greet for every freeform <laughs> Freeform. It was a, a still ABC Family then, uh, Disney Channel, Disney XD show, and in years to come, it, it that would not be the case necessarily. But it, I was lucky that it was then. So I was pretty confident that I would have a chance to meet the cast. I don't want to say I was going to meet the cast because after the expo in 2013, I was pretty intimidated. I'm like, I'm gonna get there super long in advance, and I'm still not gonna get in, and it's gonna hurt even more to have the chance and then lose it than to not have had the chance at all because like I just pictured myself in the same position I was in in 2013 but with a much deeper attachment to the show seeing the cast on stage seeing all these fans meet them and not getting to meet them that was just going to break my heart and I was ready to put as much work into that as I was possibly able to but I didn't know how much work that was going to take again I was willing but I was like what if I put all of the effort I can into it and I don't still don't get in so I was really really nervous but it was around Again, I'm going a little bit back and forth, but it'll make sense. It was around summer 2014, I think, when I first started getting really, really, really into the show that I said I really wanted to cosplay Maddie. And that wasn't entirely just because I wanted to meet the cast, but just because I thought it would be fun because I really like, I don't cosplay all the time and I, I don't know how to sew or anything. So it's, I don't make my own cosplays. So I could say I'm a cosplayer, but like, I don't really, I make some stuff, but I, I get help for most of it. But I, when I do cosplay, I pretty pretty, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty selectively, pretty solely like to do characters that many, not many other people have cosplayed. I just have a big thing for the underrated stuff. And, but I want it to be someone recognizable, hopefully at least. So just somewhere, somewhere in between, you know, and I thought Maddie would be great because again, I'm a big Disney Channel fan and especially of their live action shows, but not a lot of live action Disney Channel characters have recognizable outfits because they're not like cartoon characters. They wear different outfits from one episode to the next. But Maddie has a recognizable outfit or basketball uniform. And I'm like, there's got to be a website where you can make custom uniforms. And I'll do that. The glasses, ponytail, high tops, the socks. And I even added the little charm bracelet, which I love that I did that. So yeah, it was around 2014. I'm like, I should cosplay Maddie sometime. And I remember saying like, I'm probably only going to do it for D23 if the cast comes. But obviously I wasn't going to be able to wait until a week before the expo to start making my cosplay. So like once we were renewed for another season and all that stuff, I figured, yeah, okay, I think I'm safe. So it was early 2015 that I started to work on the cosplay. And the meet and greets at D23 changed from 2013 to 2015, the Disney Channel ones at least. Because in 2013, it was a signing table where you would be given a, a photo of the cast and they would sign it and you could go behind the table and get a picture with them. I only got into two Disney Channel meet and greets then, which were Phineas and Ferb and Kickin' It. And I don't think I got pictures with everyone 
I'm, I don't know why I wasn't as savvy on that kind of stuff as I am now. But and I don't think it was because they were rushing us really because sometimes I've been to signings where they like only get something signed, don't take a picture. But I don't think that was the case then. I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. So I was envisioning that. I was envisioning getting individual time with each cast member. So my hope was to get a video with Dove of us saying bam what. So dog ear that. We'll come back to that. So anyway, they did announce like a couple months before the expo that about some of the people going to sign at the music emporium. And they mentioned Dove. So I'm, or no, I take that back. That was in 2017. Um, she wasn't signing at the Music Emporium. She was performing. She was going to be performing a song from Descendants. And Sophia Carson was performing from Descendants as well. So Liv is getting on surfaces that she's not supposed to. Anyway, um, so I'm like, okay, regardless of if there's a living Maddie meet and greet or not, we know she's coming. So that was comfort in it, like on its own for a while. And I also thought if she's already going to be there, that makes it pretty likely that there would be a live and Maddie meet and greet and also Descendants one. I'll probably talk more about Descendants later, but I also very much love Descendants. Live and Maddie is my favorite project of Doves, but Descendants is a close second. So yeah, I'm a fan of Descendants as well. Just want to mention that. I just, I felt weird saying a song from Descendants. She sang If Only, but I don't think we even knew the names of the songs at the time this was announced. That's why I said it like that. You may not have even been bothered by that, but I was. So... Uh, so yeah, a couple months in advance, I'm like, okay, she's probably going. And then it was a week in advance. If I'm, it may have been longer than that, but I'm not entirely sure that they confirmed that there was going to be a live and Maddie meet and greet and everyone that would be in it and a descendants meet and greet. So on Saturday, August 15th, 2015, there was going to be a descendants meet and greet. It said that it was going to be Dove, Sophia, Boo Boo and Cameron. Boo Boo didn't end up showing up. Uh, that was never really announced. I just saw the cast come up and there was no Boo Boo. That happens sometimes. It's happened at other expos to me as well. And then Liv and Maddie, it was going to be the, basically the theme song cast. So all the Rooney. So Dove, <laughs> only one Dove, <laughs> not Shelby and Emmy. Um, but I, I have since met them and they're awesome. We'll talk more about them later. Um, but Dove, Joey, Tenzing, Ben, and Klee. So I was especially happy to think that I'm going to have two chances to meet her in case one doesn't work out. I mean, ideally, I wanted to meet the whole Liv and Maddie cast. I wanted to meet the whole Descendants cast. But worst comes to worst, I will have a second chance, which was comforting. So again, the days leading up to it, I was just so nervous. So, so, so nervous because again, I was afraid it wasn't going to work out. I, yeah, so that was really, really worrisome. But the good thing was that it was the second day of the expo and not the first because the first day I went to the I didn't do it and Casey Undercover meet and greets. I think those were, yeah, those are the only ones that day. So I, and I got into both of them. So I, fi I figured out how it worked to how long you need to be there in advance and that sort of thing for a Disney Channel meet and greet. So that was encouraging. So Saturday comes and I am in line for the Descendants meet and greet and I have my wristband. So like, it is like completely confirmed. So they're playing the Descendants soundtrack and I'm singing, like we are singing our hearts out, like me and these, these little kids that I met in line, we are just belting out. But then like the cast comes out and I start to get really quiet because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be deaf now. Oh man. So it was so much to deal with at once because at first it was the anxiety of, am I going to get in? And then it was the anxiety of, oh my gosh, I'm meeting this person that I adore. What am I going to do? Oh my God. So leading up to it, I was thinking like, am I going to cry? Like, I don't know. Because again, I'm a Hannah Montana, Miley, Cyrus, 
have changed my life a lot. And I saw Miley in person for the first time about almost five years after I got obsessed. And man, long time waiting, but it was worth it. Like I went to the bangers tour and I wondered if I was going to cry when she came out on stage and I didn't. And I had like a very emotional reaction, but I didn't cry. But when I tell people that I feel, I feel weird because I'm like, it's not that I wasn't that emotional because I was, I just didn't cry. And I realize now that's because I just, I'm not much of a happy crier. It just doesn't really happen. Like I don't cry at movies like from a sad reaction. And that doesn't mean I'm not super attached to movies and characters and movies because I definitely am. It's just not how my, my mind or body works. I don't know. So I told myself, I was like, you know, you're going to be okay with whatever happens. Like don't force yourself to cry just so in the future you can say, I cried. That's how emotional I was. Because like, then it's not genuine, you know, just let whatever happens happen. If you don't, you don't. That doesn't mean you weren't super excited. And, and if someone thinks that that means you weren't that excited, then they're not, that's not true. And you, you can explain that. So I really wasn't sure just because again, up to that point, I only ever happy cried so much in my life. So I was like, okay, we'll see. So I walk up onto the stage and I, I keep thinking like, what's her going to be her reaction to my costume? And right when she sees me, she puts her hand on her heart and says, oh my gosh, is that a Liv and Maddie costume? And speaking of Liv and Maddie, my cats need to calm down. So I'm building up all this suspense. So in, in order, it was Sophia, Dove, and Cameron. And also bless Cameron Boyce's heart. What a sweet boy. We miss him so much. Um, so I hug Sophia, but right as I'm about to, I give Dove this look, like, cause I see her seeing my costume and I'm like, oh yeah. So I give Sophia a hug and then I look at Dove and I just scream, hi, knowing that I had gotten in, I'd gotten what I wanted. Like I made it, everything I was worried about worked out. And then after them, I, I started to process the fact that I was meeting her and that's when the tears started. When they started pretty quickly and they did not end for a while and they were intense. Like I was absolutely sobbing. So I know I said that like, whether I cry or not is not important, but obviously if I was sobbing, then yeah, it was a big deal. So sorry, my cats are still being silly as they often are. So yeah, I was crying a lot and I gave her a little teddy bear and I just told her how much she meant to me and just that I loved her so much. And I honestly don't even remember some of what I said. And she probably couldn't even understand me because I was sobbing so hard that like I could barely understand myself talk. It was bad. So after I told her that I just, I needed another hug and I went off script. I say that because like the months leading up to this, I rehearsed so many times, like you mean so much to me. I love you so much. Thank you for everything you've done. Something along those lines. It was five years ago. I don't remember all the exact words, but I went off script when I hugged her and I just said, I love you so much because I was getting another hug from her. And she said, sweetheart, I love you. You're going to make me cry. And then she actually started crying um, just a little bit. She was, she was wiping, wiping tears away from her eyes. So it was about two hours later that I, sorry, I'm watching my cats and they're not following the rules. And that's not good. Again, they're, they're still pretty much kittens. So what are you going to do? So a couple hours later, I get to the Liv and Maddie meet and greet. And I see Joey from the stage and he goes stage dive in three two and then he's like no never mind and I said do it and he said I would but I don't trust you guys <laughs> but then he sees my costume he's like oh my gosh and then he elbows Kali and they start looking at my costume and as I get closer I wave at Dove and she gives me a knowing wave because obviously we just met a couple hours ago so I get up there and I give all of them hugs and I tell Joey about the wave thing <laughs> 
uh, and Kali says she needs to hear me eat like a porcupine, which of course I did. And again, I was going to originally going to get a video of me and Dove saying bam what, but I'm like, okay, now I have the whole cast. That's even better. Um, Libby, don't jump up there, please. Thank you. So I am like, okay, so we're, we're going to do this. So I asked if we could all get a video of us all saying bam what together. And we did. And I promptly, after saying bam what, I say, my life is complete. And I give Dove another hug. And I rewinding a little bit after the first meet and greet, the Descendants one, uh, I was sobbing for a good 10 minutes afterwards. <laughs> like right as we got out, I was like, I kind of need to like sit down. I felt so emotionally compromised. But when we were in line, we won signed up, signed ups, signed dolls by either Dove or Sophia. It was like the first 50 or so people in line for the meet and greet won signed Malinivi dolls, which was great because I wasn't going to get her autograph otherwise because they were only doing one group photo, no autographs. So that was exciting. So the little girls that were, you know, my new best friends in line were like, let's go get the dolls. I'm like, I need to sit down. But I, I sucked it up. I'm like, you know what? Well, let's just go get the dolls. I, I mean, they weren't, they shouldn't have run out because we were given the passes for them, but I, I worry anyway. Uh, and I mean, obviously I was excited to get them. So I, I just basically like clung to my mom because I was like struggling to walk, just sobbing, 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 sobbing. Um, and yeah, they were, the dolls were either signed by Dove or Sophia, and I figured I'd ask if I could have a Dove one, and I was afraid that they would be like, no, you got what we give you, because they first they gave me the Sophia one, and I was like, can I at least have a Dove? They were like, oh, let's see if we have another one. Yeah, here you go. I was like, oh, that was easy. Thank you. So yeah, that was a huge turning point. And here's the thing. At the time, I I knew like my life was never going to be the same, because that, that changed everything. And like, I... Nowadays, I've gotten to meet so many people that I admire, many of them multiple times, many to the point where they recognize me. Uh, but at the time, I had met so few people that I admired because I didn't live in California. I didn't really have the opportunities to. So to meet someone that high on my list, like to meet anyone was a big deal for me at the time. And honestly, it still is. But like, to it was a zero to 100 jump. It was just such a big deal. And again, it really changed everything. And I didn't know if I'd ever had the chance to meet her again. That wasn't even really on my mind. All I was thinking was I got what I wanted and I, my life is complete, like I said. So, uh, but little did I know that was literally only the beginning. Like everything changed after that in a much bigger way than I ever could have anticipated. So I went home after that for two weeks and then I, two weeks later, I moved out to California for college. So I went to California, then came back. And what's funny is that I, the school that I went to, Chapman, is not far from the Anaheim Convention Center. So I was literally right where I was going to live. And then I went back to Arizona for two weeks and then went back to California, which is kind of funny. And the night before I left for college was when the season two finale aired, which is the one with the cliffhanger. And I often joke that I was more stressed about Champaroonie than I was about college, <laughs> uh, which I mean... I'm not even really kidding about that. <laughs> so yeah, I moved out to college and I was looking at the, a couple months later, I was looking at the live taping dates. And then I was like, wait a minute, I can go to these. Like LA is not right next door. It's like about an hour drive, but it's not, you know, an hour plane ride. Like it's feasible. Like I hadn't even put that together. I don't know how I hadn't, that hadn't crossed my mind. So I got tickets to a taping of Liv and Maddie. And I'm not going to get into 
huge details about the tapings right now because I want to save that for a future episode that will be entirely focused on the live tapings. But the main story I'm telling here is from, from childhood. I was born on December 9th, 1996. No, you know, from my Disney Channel childhood pretty much up to August 15th, 2015 because that was... That was the big, that was the big day. Um, but I'll give you a shorthand of the, the epilogue, you know. So I went to that that taping and then we got renewed for season four. And uh, I ended up going to four more tapings. And even outside of that, I tried to go to as many events that involved the cast or crew that I could. Because like Jessica Marie Garcia like hosted a concert that I went to. And then later on she did like comedy shows. And anything of Doves I always went to. So like... I got to know the cast and crew. It was incredible. Like, I never could have anticipated that. Like, the the thing is, like, this show would have been such a huge part of my life just on its own had I never even been in the same room as the cast. Like, I didn't need that for it to be special to me. Like, it, the show was so special on its own. But to have that on top of it was incredible. Like, again, to have just the meeting them one time on top of it would have been incredible. But then I got five tapings and I got to meet like practically every member of the cast and like a good maybe half of like the main cast knows me on a face-to-face basis. Like that was phenomenal and including Dove. Like Dove and I, I mean, we've met the most out of out of the entire cast because she's, you know, done things like Descendants and stuff. So that kind of doubles the amount of opportunities I get to see her and like... I'll just use one of my favorite examples, if we we might as well. So fast forward uh, a little over three years after I first met her, and she has her off-Broadway debut in Clueless Musical. And my mom and I had agreed, um, I will note that my mom is so supportive of all of my my passions and all all of this stuff, and has become a huge fan of Liv and Maddie Dove and Descendants, all that, uh, along with me. And also, I have never traveled that far on my own, so... That's where I'm going with this. I asked my mom if she could promise me that when Dove makes her inevitable Broadway debut, we will drop everything and be there. Like, if we have to, like, toss our schedule away, like, as long as it's, you know, realistic, we will do it. So uh, this was, like, November 27, maybe not November, October, late 2017. And I was like, I just need you to promise me this now because we we don't know when it's going to happen and it could happen in a moment's notice and we may need to be in New York in like two days. We just don't know. So she was like, yeah, you know, within reason, sure. Um, so October 8th, 2018, uh, Dove posts uh, packing up my life and going to New York and I text my mom. I'm like, uh, just be ready because I think today's the day. And it certainly was. And I was like, okay, we've got a month and a half can I buy the tickets? And she's like, sure. And it took a lot of planning and a lot of rescheduling. Not as much as it otherwise could have. I didn't have to miss any school. So that was nice. And my mom was already coming out here because it was right around Thanksgiving. She didn't have to miss work. That all worked out. There were still some roadblocks, but it was totally worth it. So uh, we were there. First preview. uh, And I met her afterwards. And again, this was three years after we'd first met. And the most recent time before this that we'd seen each other was eight months prior. But right away, she was like, hi, baby, gives me a hug. It's so good to see you. She told me that she had seen me in the audience and told me like, were you on like the left and the front? And I'm like, yes. And this was the first time I met her boyfriend, Thomas. And my mom was like, oh, we met Thomas. He's so sweet. And Thomas is kind of standing nearby. And if you hear rumbling in the background, the girls are fighting. They must be having an argument. Oh, I hate when this happens. It's just like Skyhole Taroni in California, Rooney. You know what I mean? 
Huh, I'm sure I'm going to have lots of cat jokes on this show. So anyway, relating them to the, their namesakes. So Thomas is right by there and Dove calls out to him and says, Hey, Tommy, they approve of you and they've been around longer than you have. <laughs> so I'm like, not only does she recognize me from like the last couple times that I've seen her, but like she remembers like all the way back to 2015 when I was in that Maddie costume and cried my eyes out. So like, what a dream come true for me. Like, I'm so, so fortunate and... I'm so grateful that she is so kind to me as she is. And I'm just so fortunate that I've gotten these opportunities. So yeah, that's really my timeline. So as far as the impacts that the show has had on me, this is kind of, I guess, summing them up. Because it's like, why, why this show? Like, why was I crying when I met Dove? Why, you know, why did this show change my life so much? Why this show and not another show? You know, uh, and I've already kind of explained that because a lot of it, I, I, I can't deny that some of it had to do with the timing. I think anything you fall in love with, it has to be at the right time. And I know this because I need to stop talking about Jersey Boys because this isn't a Jersey Boys podcast. But if you're listening to me talk, you're going to hear about Jersey Boys, especially if we're talking about Liv and Maddie, which doesn't sound right. But it's because those are like the two halves of me. You, you can't get one without the other. Otherwise, you don't get Amanda. It's just that's just the fact of the matter. But yeah, the first time I saw Jersey Boys, I wasn't in a good place in my life. It, it was literally a bad week and also just a bad time in general. Uh, and I just couldn't get into it. But then I tried it again at a time where like I was in a really good position in my life and I loved it. So yeah, I don't want to sound like it could have been a horrible show, but if it was at the right time, it would have been right. Like I think timing always has to play a role in it. So yeah, timing was definitely part of it. But as far as like what, what it is in the show itself, that's what, that's what we're going to get to. But not quite yet. Uh, so as I already said, it helped me reinvigorate my passion for Disney Channel. That's that's where I was going with the timing thing. I was like, where am I going with this? <laughs> so yeah, it was a passion that I'd lost for a really long time. And it really, I kind of lost touch with myself because I didn't have that passion anymore because I'd been, again, too embarrassed to keep it and too, de too depressed to, to keep it really. But I... I got it back and I got it back tenfold really. And I look back at like posts I made when I first started watching the show and it was just like all caps, just like saying how happy I was. Just the, the phrase I often say, I've probably beaten this phrase to death, but the phrase I often say is I had forgotten what it felt like to be as happy as the show made me. It's just, there was just something about it. And I just had a show again. Like that felt so so good. It really, really did. And I remember asking myself at the time, even up to like 2015, I said like, I know this show has a special meaning in my life, but I don't really know what it is yet. But it has one. I just don't know what it is yet. All I know is that it makes me happy. And then a few years later, I realized that was really all it was. That was all it needed to be. I had had a rough couple of years. And just to find something that made me happy, that happy, like, again, happier, I'd forgotten what it felt like to feel that happy. And I really mean that like that was all I needed. Like it doesn't have to be a deeper meaning than that. I found more meanings later on, but it, that was the most important thing is that it brought me joy after so long. And the really the importance of me reinvigorating my passion for Disney Channel is that I think that was a really self-affirming experience because I was taking back a passion that I had been made fun of for and saying, I don't care that you're making fun of me for this. This is something that I love and I'm not going to let anyone stop me from loving it. And I'd finally taken it back after so long. And often, again, Hannah Montana and Liv and Maddie both played very important roles in my life in very different times. I often say that like Hannah Montana helped me open the door of the room that I was stuck in and Liv and Maddie helped me close it behind me. And to clarify with Hannah Montana, uh, I know I said like 
it ended and then everything got worse. But also, I, again, I came back to Hannah Montana even in the midst of that. I said, no, I can't give this up. Like, I really can't. So that and like Miley as a person, but that's not what we're talking about because obviously the show had ended. Um, but yeah, once I reclaimed that, it took me a couple of years to really start with anything else. But that was the first step. So yeah, Hannah Montana helped me, Hannah and Miley, I should clarify, helped me open the door and Love and Maddie and Dove helped me close it behind me. Uh, the next reason why it's impacted my life so much is again, what I've already talked about is it helped me tackle my OCD is that I had found something that I was so passionate about that I, it helps me regulate myself. And Hannah Montana did that for me as well. Um, it helped me put limits on myself and reward myself after doing a good job and saying, you don't have to work all night on this. You can work for 20 minutes less and it's probably going to be fine. And it was. So I, I give it that credit. And again, it was able to do that just because I loved it so much. And honestly, some of these reasons of why it's impacted my life so much, I've realized within like the last year, some of them within like the last couple months, and it's been over for three years. Like I'm still discovering why it has such an impact on my life, which I think is a really beautiful thing. Uh, one of those being I felt like I was kind of able to live vicariously through the characters. And I feel like I really hadn't had that experience with any other show, mainly because the shows that I grew up on the characters were a lot older than me. And I know that's not an uncommon experience. Like most of the Disney Channel shows are about teenagers, even though their target audience is more elementary school. And maybe that's a conversation for another time, but who knows? But yeah, like when I watched Hannah Montana and she started the show at 14 and I was nine, like I couldn't really relate to what they were going through in life. And I, I, I will admit that I think in the last couple of years, they've kind of um, found a better middle ground and they're more focusing on middle school kids. Like I see like Annie Mack and, and like Sydney to the max. And I'm like, I wish I had had a show like this when I was that age, because I feel like it would have helped me a lot. So I think they're, I think they're doing better at that than they used to. But, um, yeah, I just hadn't really had that attachment. And there were some shows like where there was a bit of a median age, but like Liv and Maddie got the closest because when I was starting my junior year of high school, the twins were starting their sophomore year. And I was, this is kind of jumping on to my next reason, but they're, they're connected, is that I saw myself a lot in the characters, mainly in the twins themselves. So it was even easier for me to kind of picture myself in that situation and stuff. But what was funny is again, it was a year behind. So what they were going through was stuff that I had been through a year prior. And I was like, Oh, I remember what this was like, but not like 10 years ago. Like, Oh, I remember going through that. Not that that's a problem. Like I watch Andy Mac and sitting in the max now. I'm like, Oh, I remember when I was 13 and went through that, but this was even closer to home specifically, um, worrying that you're not going to get into your top choice school because you didn't hear back from them in time, but then you end up getting in. That's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> so like watching that, watching Maddie go through that was like secondhand stress. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I already went through this a year ago. Now I have to go through it again. And then I actually just watched this episode tonight. Um, the one where Maddie pulls her first college all nighter <laughs> and then breaks her computer. Um, I actually, just a few months before that episode aired, my computer did break um, in the middle of finals, but it, I got it got it working the same day, thankfully. But the all-nighters, the breaking computers, like, that's all very, very relatable. And just, like, the relationship stuff is not um, personally relevant to me, as in romantic relationships, but, like, the friendships and, and that sort of thing, yeah, I can, I can very much see myself in those. And... 
um, after all that I went through in middle school, I became a pretty quiet, shy person. I, I wasn't as much in middle school. I was more outgoing, but because a lot of people responded to that kind of weirdly, I became more more kind of recluse in high school. So I, I made some good friends. I made some really good friends in high school and not that many, but I mean, quality over quantity, but I didn't, I didn't exactly have the high school life that I thought I would. And I think a bunch of people often joke like high school isn't anything like high school musical. Like we're not singing and dancing and whatever. Like I, I, I didn't have as much of a social life as I may have wanted to have. And I feel like getting to live vicariously through these characters kind of made me feel like I got that and got to have that life in a different kind of way. And I thought that was, that was really neat. Um, so I I have a lot of points that I want to go through. I was like, which one makes the most sense to talk about next? Um, yeah. Okay. I, I guess it makes sense to talk about the, the twins again, seeing myself in the twins. And I, I mostly see myself in Maddie. I definitely see a lot of myself in Liv, but I see myself the most in Maddie. And honestly, she's probably my favorite fictional character of all time. And one of the characters that I've most related to in my life and just, just kind of like the way she carries herself, just her sense of humor. Um, and the fact that, I mean, I've never seen myself as a tomboy, but I've never seen myself as that feminine either. And she's definitely a tomboy, but I have always thought there's something interesting about the fact that Maddie, I mean, the fact that Dove has very feminine features just kind of naturally. And obviously, even though Maddie seems like the type would be like, I don't care about wearing makeup. Like if you're an actress on a show, you're, you're still going to be wearing makeup. So like she's wearing makeup and, and she freshened up her look a little bit in season two and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just, I always thought it was kind of interesting, the juxtaposition of this very feminine person with the most of the time, a very feminine appearance, but very tomboy personality. And I always kind of saw myself in that because I, I've often seen myself like that growing up is that some, somewhere, somewhere in between, you know? So that just felt really good to be able to see myself and be able to relate to that and kind of figure myself out while figuring out this character. And I thought that was, that was really neat. And talking more about the characters, again, I always loved the sister fluff. And I tried to figure out why, like, what is it about this that I love so much? And I think, for starters, definitely the whole sisters by chance, friends by choice thing. And to, if we want to break that down is that I feel like sometimes you see relationships in media where there's a love between these two characters, but they only love each other because they're family. But here it was like, they, again, they were polar opposites in many ways, but if they wanted to, they could just be butting heads the whole time. And really they could have gotten comedy out of that if they wanted to. I should mention, I'm sure I'm going to talk about this later on and hopefully have him on as a guest, but I had the opportunity of interviewing Ron Hart, co-creator of the show in summer of 2017 for a paper I was doing for my film school. So it was focused on Disney movies and television. So pretty much the whole time I was asking him about Liv and Maddie. So we had about an hour long conversation and, uh, I, I learned a lot about the show from that. And, and a lot of what I'm saying now of like my favorite things about the show, I, I asked him about that. It's like, this is something I really admire about the show. What led you to doing that? And one thing I brought up was just how much they care about each other. Because sometimes on shows with siblings, like they make it so they're fighting all the time and they think that's really funny. It's like, it's sad in a way. Like you don't want them to hate each other. Like I think Liv and Maddie has a, a good balance of, 
antics, but also love at its core. And I remember saying to Ron, that was funny is that a lot of the times when the twins would fight, it was because one of them was trying to help the other that they ended up in that situation. Like when Maddie tried to help Liv make friends in season one and she sent Ocean her way uh, and Liv thought she was just trying to get rid of her and that she's not capable of making her own friends and, and so on. And like when Liv was disappointed with Diggy's gift to Maddie for their anniversary and thought that Maddie would be disappointed too, but ended up ruining it, making it worse. Like, again, a lot of their fights, like, come from the fact that they were trying to help each other and it just didn't go well. So it shows that they really do care about each other. So going back to the whole earning that love thing is that I feel like the twins, if they wanted to, they could, again, just be fighting all the time or just not have the relationship that they do. But they do. And it's because they genuinely care about each other as people, as sisters, as friends. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I think the thing about it that I realized recently is I think something that means a lot to me is seeing two people who are very different, who love each other despite their differences. Because I've faced a decent amount of adversity in my life. Like I said, I was treated like I was a lesser person because I liked these quote unquote childish shows and movies. And because I liked them and these people didn't, that meant we couldn't be friends. That meant we had to hate each other. <laughs> like, I, it's... Yeah, I, I, I never liked that. I mean, a, a lot of my friends, pretty much all my friends now, it's normal to be friends with people who share your interests, of course. But if one person likes a TV show and the other person doesn't, that doesn't mean it should be impossible for them to be friends. It shouldn't mean that one person is going to hate the other. And that caused a lot of problems for me in my life because not a lot of people saw it that way. So I think that was something I really loved, that they they were okay with the fact that they were different from one another. Every once in a while, they'd poke fun at each other for it. But I think, for one thing, they kind of grew out of that as seasons went on. But also just, it, it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter to them. Even even in the beginning, It even if they would poke fun at each other, they loved each other despite their differences. And I think that's a really beautiful thing to see. So that has really meant a lot to me. So other impacts on my life. Uh, I've made a lot of great friends because of this show. I... It really, I, I think one thing that was interesting about it is that I, again, was very quiet about my love for Disney and Disney Channel for a while, for the first half or so of high school. But one thing I realized, it's kind of sad, but um, in like junior, senior years, I'm like, not many of my classmates even know what Liv and Maddie is. So like, I could put Liv and Maddie on my phone screen and not be scared about someone seeing it because they're probably not going to know what it is. So I became more unabashed about my love for it. Uh, and I know it doesn't really count because I only did it because people wouldn't recognize it. But then going into college, I told myself, you know what, like, I'm just going to be open about my interests now. Like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to be myself. It's a fresh start. And if people don't like me, then that's, that's their problem. So I was more open about it. I was more open to socializing with people, probably because again, this show being one of the big things that just helped me have a happier day to day life. I was more interested in being social, I made a lot more friends. But I I do mean specifically Liv and Maddie has made me friends. Like I've met people because of this show. Like um, there was this guy, he may be listening right now. So hi, if you're listening, you probably know who you are already, uh, who was the first to recognize my Liv and Maddie costume and said Sapruni to me. And I was so excited when I wore it at D23. And then we just continued to run, in run into each other at events afterwards. And I was like, we should hang out sometime. And that was five years ago. And we've 
become such good friends since then. And like another one of my friends saw my picture, not a friend yet, but that's spoiler alert. We became friends. Um, saw my picture with the live and Maddie cast on my desktop, which again, a few years prior, I would probably be too shy to put on. Even if I thought people would recognize it, that may have been too much for me. I don't know. Uh, and so someone behind me says, is that Dove Cameron? And I'm like, yeah. And she shows me her desktop is Descendants. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so we started talking and I asked her if she was into Living Maddie and she'd seen a few episodes, but hadn't seen the whole show. But because we became friends, my love of Living Maddie rubbed off on her and she ended up coming with me to most of the tapings I went to. And so I'm hoping to have her on and we can talk about live tapings. But yeah, it's, it's amazing that something that was really hard for me for a number of years was making friends. And I, I felt lonely and I wanted more friends. And this show again, very specifically helped me make friends. Uh, I've, I've obviously, I've already talked about the fact that I have gotten to develop relationships with the cast and crew, which again, has been phenomenal. And again, I would love the show as much as I do now, even without that. And I did for the first year and a half or so, but obviously certainly doesn't hurt to have that on top, but it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And yeah, I, like I've said, I still continue to figure out more things that I love about it, whether it's just rewatching an episode or thinking about the show, things continue to come to me even so long after it's ended. And I think that's reason enough. Like if a show can have that hold on you for that long, that's, that's really something special. And of course, like I said, I think to love something that passionately, to have something, not everyone is able to find that. And, and sometimes when people do it, do, it takes a long time. And, and it did for me. I, I had a few years where I, I didn't find that passion for a while. But when you find that, there's, there's nothing else like it. Like I said, it's reason enough that it makes me happy. When in a world where a lot of things make us sad, when you find something that makes you happy, it's a big deal. Even if some people may think it's that simple. It, it may be simple, but it, it's, a, it's a big deal. It, it is. As far as like the show itself, like beyond like emotional attachments. I mean, I've kind of talked about that, that I think it was a smart way to write it where, you know, the twins love each other. And, and I like the way that the characters were written. Uh, and of course, we're going to go more into depth, more in depth about this in, in future episodes. But but I feel like it's fair that I talk a little bit about just from a technical standpoint. I mean, I was a screenwriting major in college. So from a little analytical standpoint, and I mean, I, I already touched upon the fact that I like that there were overarching plot lines, like the Space Werewolves plot line and Maddie tearing her ACL, which again, if they really wanted to, like it, the finale would still be great, but they could have done season two premiere where she's all healed. But they, they waited and waited and it was painful, but like it was supposed to be. And that was, again, that was smart. <laughs> You're supposed to stress your viewers out a little bit. Am I right? I mean, come on. Uh, we know this because like the season two finale with the cliffhanger, Parker and Evan and Reggie are like miserable that Linda and Heather, they have to wait for season three. But like, that's, that's how you know you've done a good job. So, um, one thing I often talk about, and I have like a whole episode planned just for this, is that I love, I love all of the characters on the show. I really do. And that sounds like a simple statement to make, but I mean like the recurring characters, the background characters, this show has a really strong cast of recurring characters and background characters. Because I'm not just talking like the Rooney family. I'm talking outside of that. And like I compared like to Hannah Montana where like Miley Stewart was like the love of my life. And like I liked all the other characters, but I didn't have that same strong feeling towards them. But here it's like I love Liv. I love Maddie. But I also love everyone else. And sometimes like in, I guess in Hannah Montana's case, sometimes you love the main character so much that you don't really care as much about the others. 
but this this isn't that case. It's like I do love the main character. It's not because I find the side characters stronger because there are some shows where the best characters are the side characters. But no, it's like this show has strong main characters and side characters, which you don't always get, honestly. And I think I really love that every every character really had like a defining personality and and specifically the recurring characters like Dump Truck being this this ne'er-do-well but also with a sensitive soul as he says himself in his relationship with Andy don't even get me started <laughs> but yeah he's just being this like jersey boy if you will I mean that's that's the vibe he gives me and just leather jacket wearing whoa hey yo kind of guy so funny and then you have like Alex who's like basically like a robot and very technical but also like has a way of expressing herself, but through her own, through her own language and, and way. And you have, like, Evan, who's, like, the sweetest, most innocent little boy who knows very little about the real world because his mom has protected him so much. It's just everyone has a very defined personality. And sometimes I, I'm a big fan of animation, and I most of the time prefer animation to live action. And I think a lot of that is because the, the personalities are more defined. They're more easy for me to understand and differentiate. So I really appreciate a TV show, movie, piece of media that gives their characters strong differentiating personality traits because you don't really want a family where it's like five people and they're all, there's really nothing to tell them apart except their appearances and their names. Like they need to have distinct personalities. And I think the show does a really good job at that. And yeah, like Parker's a scientist and Joey's a nerd. It's like they go over the top with it, but in the best possible way. And I think that's that's so fun. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to get carried away. I don't want to get carried away yet because I want to wait for other episodes to talk about this. But yeah, I think from one season to the next, it just kept getting stronger and again, more overarching plot lines. Like after Space Werewolves, we got Voltage. I mean, that was there was a season in between those, but bear with me. And then after Voltage, we got Sing It Louder. Like, there was always something. And it could be episodic and serialized at the same time. Like, there were some filler episodes that were just for, for the fun of it. But there were also episodes that were focused on what's coming next. Is she going to get the part on the show? Is she going to give up the part on the show? What about Maddie? Is she going to be back in the game? Are she and Diggy going to get back together? What about Liv and Holden? What about Maddie and Josh? There was always something like that. And... The show was super funny, of course. I, I have an episode planned about the season's funniest episodes because I feel like each season has one or two standout, just crazy, crazy episodes that are just super funny. Um, but it also had so much emotion in, in, in many episodes, again, with the relationships between the twins and, and the breakups and the getting back togethers and the having to choose between. There's just, there's so much. And now I'm just rambling at this point, mainly because I don't want to get into too much detail because I don't want to spoil upcoming episodes but really from the bottom of my heart I think it really is one of the best shows that Disney Channel has ever made and I remember again once I was sure about my my strong love of this show around the end of season one I told myself like take advantage of this while it's happening because with Anna Montana I got into it late maybe not late but midway yeah, midway into, not, yeah, definitely not late. I'm getting my dates turned around, but midway into season three. So I only had a, a season and a half, and season four was very short to really enjoy the show while it was airing. So I told myself, like, we don't know how many seasons we're getting. We know we're getting season two, but that's, that's all we're sure of. And 
I think it's safe to say we're getting a season three. Hard to say about season four. Only so many Disney Channel shows get a season four. But I'm just like, live this up while you have it because you're going to miss it when it's gone. And boy, do I. But live every moment of this because you know how hard it was to lose Anna Montana. And it's going to be hard to lose this show, but you're not losing it yet. So just live in the moment and savor it, really. Um, and but at the same time, I was hoping I'm like, I hope Disney Channel gives the show the love it deserves. And I hope it gets four seasons because it really deserves it. And I, it, it just, I really, really hoped that it would get everything that it deserved and that Disney Channel and its audience would realize what a phenomenal product they have on their hands and that it would get all it, it deserves. So season three is like, not starting to wrap up, but starting to wrap up production at least, or already had, um, I start to think like, I just, I was not getting my hopes up for a season four. I was wanting it very badly, but I told myself like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. There's a lot of reasons it might not because a big one being that the twins were going to college and it's pretty rare that a Disney channel show will follow their main characters to college. So I'm like pretty doubtful about that. So yeah, I, I just, saw all these different reasons of why we wouldn't get a season four. And then I remember my friend, the, the friend that is that Dove Cameron friend, we, we reference that all the time. Her name's Janelle, uh, texting me and saying, did you see Jessica's post? We're getting a season four. And I was freaking out. And I thought, oh my gosh, now we can go to the tapings and everything. So I am so grateful that it got to have its full life to four seasons. I, I'm really, really grateful for that. But I, I also think, and this is no one's fault or anything. This is just how it happened is that it didn't become a, a huge phenomenon. Like it was, it didn't become Hannah Montana or High School Musical or even Descendants. And I mean, we live in a different time now, like no Disney Channel show or movie has really had that success that they had back in 2006, seven. Like Descendants is probably the closest it's come, but it's still kind of different. So, I mean, part of me is kind of grateful that like, it's just, it's my special thing. Like I don't have to share it with the world. I mean, I do, but you know, it's, it's, it's my special thing. And, and it's with Hannah Montana, it was a little bit different, but this was kind of like, it's, it's my little, my little secret, you know? So there are benefits to, to that, but there are also, I also think like how cool would it have been if it had become this huge phenomenon? And I, that's, <laughs> it would probably be a little too overzealous for me to say that I want to make it a phenomenon now with this podcast, but I do hope this podcast helps people today go back and look at it because it, it, it holds up for one thing. It ages well. It really does. And I think that I, I've had people tell me in the past, sometimes people I'm friends with, but sometimes people I don't even know saying that like my passion for Liv and Maddie and just me talking about it led them to start watching it and they really liked it. And that means so much to me. Like that's, those are some of the highest compliments I've ever gotten. And that's what I really hope this will do is that a lot of people maybe haven't heard of the show, maybe haven't watched it. And I hope that more people will go back and watch it. It's on Netflix now. I'm not getting sponsored for this. I, it's just for my own sake, knowing how great this show is, I want the world, the parts of the world that don't already know and love this show to give it a chance. And even if you're not that into Disney Channel, I have friends that weren't Disney Channel people and didn't think they ever would be and gave the show a chance and they still loved it. Like it it really is for any age. Like you can, you can love it as a kid, but you can love it as a 20 something year old or, or a parent. Like there's something for everyone. I know that sounds like such a repeated phrase, but there really is. So yeah, I, I love this show so much and it has done so much for me. And I 
there are a few things I want more than for more people to fall in love with the show too. And I have watched people fall in love with the show and it's a beautiful thing. And I, I love that I've gotten to see it. So if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the show, I highly, highly recommend you check it out. Again, it's on Netflix. Probably will be moving from Netflix to Disney Plus, but there's no date about that right now. So I'm sure I'll mention that on an episode whenever that does get announced, but no rush right now. Um, but yeah, it it really is a really special show and it deserves, it's gotten a good deal of love, but it, it deserves even more love. So, wow. Uh, what can you expect here on Retrospective Aruni? I've kind of already given you a new idea about that, but we're going to, again, we're going to have some episodes discussing the show, obviously. Like I said, I want to take an episode to focus on the recurring characters. There's going to be an episode focusing on the funniest episodes. I've talked about some season finales. This show does not mess around when it comes to season finales. So we're going to have an episode where we analyze each of the season finales from all four seasons. We're going to rank the seasons, why one season was the best, why one's, I wouldn't, I don't want to say the worst because they're all good, but the least, least good, you know, relatively speaking. Uh, it's really hard to narrow down my favorite episodes. I've already told you my favorite episode of all time. And I've told you a couple of my others, like Sweet 16. But I feel like every season has like two or three, maybe four standout episodes. We're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about Easter eggs. Because man, I haven't even talked about Easter eggs. Like this show has so many Easter eggs of cast and crew putting their names in the show and stuff like that. Just fun, fun little Easter eggs. More than I have noticed on many other shows. And that was something I noticed pretty early on and I always thought was really cool. So we're going to have a whole episode about that. We're going to talk about the other things that the cast and crew have done. Again, Dove has done Descendants. We want to talk about that. We want to talk about what Jessica, Shaq, Tenzing, what a lot of the cast and crew have done other than that. We want to talk about ships. Gotta talk about ships, you know. We gotta talk about Miggy and Mosh and Lolden and Jembus and Jillo and everything. Dumpty. Can't forget Dumpty. Everything in between. Of course, I'm going to tell you about live tapings. I know I was I was supposed to focus on discussing the episode, dis- discussing the show, but I'm going going a little off that. Uh, again, season's funniest recurring characters, all kinds of stuff. We're going to analyze this show as much as we possibly can. And we're going to have some cast and crew members. I have two uh, guests confirmed and you get to hear them first. I'm about to announce them. I don't know what, which will come first. I just know that they are on board. So that's really all I can say for now. I can't really tell you again, who's coming first or when, but we are going to have Betsy Sullinger, who is one of the executive producers of the show also wrote a few episodes and she is again mentioned in some fun Easter eggs. And we're also going to have Rena Strober who played the one and only Becky Bickelhoff lives manager. And hopefully some more guests, but we're already off to a great start with those. So we're going to ask them all about their experiences on the show. And hopefully you can learn some some fun stuff about Liv and Maddie from them and have that insider scoop. That's very exciting. We are also, and I think I also mentioned this before too, hopefully going to have some of my friends on the show, some that have seen the show, some that have not. We have a friend that is going to be on the show who is has never seen the show up to this point. We're going to hear some first impression thoughts. We're hopefully going to hear from my friends on their favorite recurring characters, on our joint experiences, going to live tapings, that kind of stuff. If you're a friend and you're listening to this and I haven't talked to you about being on the show, I probably have meant to. And regardless, let me know if you're interested. 
And even if we're not friends, if, if you're someone who has a, like that wants to talk about Liv and Maddie for me, let me know and we can figure something out. And yeah, everything in between. We're just gonna, we're gonna break down. We're gonna break this down. We're gonna rock the town. Everyone all around just be together like this. That wasn't a Liv and Maddie reference. That was a Descendants reference, but I think it's close enough. So yeah, we're gonna break this whole show down. 80 episodes, four years. There's, there's a lot to talk about and I am, could not be more excited to talk about it with you guys. Like I said, I hope that this podcast will help more people discover this show. It's wonderful cast and crew. No, I mean, don't only check out the show, check out their other works too, which of course, again, we'll have an episode all about that. This is me saying watch all three Descendants movies because that's my next favorite thing after Liv and Maddie. But anyways, besides the point. So yeah, you've met Amanda Shake now. Congratulations. You made it. And you have met Retrospective Aruni. This is what this show is going to be about. And now you know why I hope to put that much effort and love into the show because it's about a show that I really, really, really love with all my heart and is really one of my favorite things. If not, I think we've reached a point where it's I've discovered that it's like my number one favorite thing to ever exist in the universe. Like, who am I kidding anymore? <laughs> I love it so much. And I hope you guys love it too. If you don't already, hopefully you will. If you do already, come along for the ride and learn more reasons to love the show. So thank you for listening. We will be back soon. Make sure to follow us on social media. Retrospective of Rooney is our Instagram. That is our primary social media. My main Instagram, where you'll also be able to find updates about the show and just my Live and Maddie infused life is Amanda Shake It Up. Those should be spelled as they normally are. No, I mean, no spaces or anything like that because Instagram doesn't doesn't do that. But yeah, Retrospective Aruni on Instagram is our main social media channel. And you can listen to our podcast on Anchor FM and Spotify. And stay tuned for the official beginning of this show. And I think I think I did a pretty good job at this. So I think there's only one way to end this. <clears throat> Bam, what? Bye.